Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you have listened to our past podcast conversations. And if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcast, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and at any online book retailer you prefer. Check it out today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand, both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you're looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them at cabotrisk.com. I'm really excited to introduce our guest today. Sarah Friedel O'Connell is the president of ChangePoint Advisors, a firm providing guidance to senior executives who are in job transition, planning for an active retirement, or exploring board seats. Sarah is a former partner in a Boston-based career management business, specializing in executive outplacement, career strategy, and transition coaching. She has had years of experience with strategic communications of all forms, including public and media relations, advertising and crisis management, and demonstrated success helping clients develop messaging and personal branding to achieve individual goals. And as if that was not enough, Sarah is also a trained life coach, executive coach, and retirement coach, certified in several psychological assessment tools. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Ed. Thanks so much for having me on today. Thank you for being here, and I hope all is well with you and your world. Yes, everything is actually great. So far, so good today. Fantastic. Well, I did a moderate effort in attempting to uh, introduce you, but I think our listeners would love to hear a little bit more, perhaps about where you came from and also how you have come to do what you do today. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, Yeah, as you described, I do have a background in corporate communications. I actually had a first career almost, gosh, almost 20 years doing corporate communications at uh, Fidelity Investments. I was a spokeswoman. I moved from financial services into higher education. I was a spokeswoman for the president of Harvard. And I made a pivot, a significant shift into the world of executive coaching probably about 12 years ago. And uh, I did join a firm in Boston. It was fantastic. And I um, have launched my own business, gosh, just a bit over a year ago. I had had a private practice for a long time, but was ready to make the shift into uh, uh, focusing on my own work. And it's been fantastic. And And I will say I leveraged every bit of my first career in my second career now, and I just absolutely love it. Well, great. And I would imagine when you look back on your career, especially helping others present and share perspectives or opinions or philosophies that for many of them, it took bravery at work in order to do those types of activities. Was that part of your experience in working with them? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I think, um, 
<clears throat> certainly uh, in my my current work and also my work at uh, as a partner in the professional services firm, um, my clients are in a, some kind of a transition. They're at some sort of inflection point in their lives and they have to make choices. And often these choices um, call for them to be brave, to uh, explore certain aspects of themselves or uh, look at jobs they might normally not explore or make a shift um, and and also turn down jobs that they're, you know, that is not uh, a fit for them. And that can take bravery, too. It can be very scary. A lot of the folks that we talk to say that bravery isn't always what you do. But sometimes it's what you choose not to do, right? You could turn down fantastic opportunities or things that everybody else says you should do, but uh, you decide for whatever personal reasons that it's not a good fit or doesn't work for you. And I, I would agree with you. I think that takes bravery. Yeah, especially if you are under pressure from others around you to just go right back to what you used to do or, uh, you know, take this job and and don't live in the uncertainty of not knowing. So there can often be pressure, for sure. So Sarah, when you think about bravery in the workplace, what words or phrases come to mind for you? So when I think of bravery, I think of someone taking a risk that pushes them beyond their comfort zone. And it may even be a risk that has a significant downside for them. So just as you said, you know, not taking a job that that's risky there may not be another offer that comes along for quite a while so i think bravery is really about risk taking and when you use that phrase comfort zone we've heard that a lot from people you know what does that mean to you I and mean, what what is somebody's comfort zone yeah that's a great question i think um you know we fall into patterns and we go through our daily lives and particularly at work um folks want to do a good job they want to get through their work day they want to you know uh crank out excellent you know products or services and they fall into a rhythm that can be what they know but it may not always feel fulfilling or satisfying or meaningful, but it's something they know how to do and it becomes a pattern. So it can be hard to leave that. I know that's a word that I think it is worth investigating just a little bit, this word pattern, because oftentimes all of us have patterns that we don't observe or recognize that could influence our ability to be brave at work. So if we have a particular pattern that leads us down a particular path, the likelihood of bravery or doing something different than we would normally do or saying something different than we would normally say, I think might require bravery. Do you help people identify patterns and even better manage the patterns that they want to have versus kind of naturally have? Yeah, I think um, when I first work with a client, when, you know, part of our early process is sort of what I call a discovery session, and it's really helping them step back and reflect and think about, you know, what are they doing today? How is their, what does their daily life look like? Um, what do they love about it? What's energizing and what do they not love? And 
um, you know, think about what do they want to shift? What do they want to change? And we all have patterns uh, for sure. And so, you know, it's, it's interesting that I hadn't consciously thought of it that way of, you know, breaking or changing a pattern, but, but it is, you know, making a significant shift or making a conscious choice. It's sort of like becoming aware and making choices instead of, you know, continuing on on the same path. Well, I think this observation you're having about not thinking about it that way may be true for others as it pertains to bravery. A lot of people might look back on their professional career and say, oh, I was never brave. You know, I always, you know, followed the, the path of the leader and did whatever it was that they wanted to do, even if I didn't agree with it or like it. And I think those become patterns that might influence our ability to to be brave. Yeah, I think that's possible. I mean, you know, we've got lots of other things on our minds. And uh, in addition <laughs> to <laughs> work and uh, and everything is disrupted now in our current daily life. And so, you know, I actually have been trying to think about this this time in our lives right now, Ed, with this kind of global disruption on many levels as a time to really make choices that are healthy choices and, um, you know, not be in a stress panic mode all the time. I think it's really important for people to try to be present and, um, you know, not repeat the same old thing over and over. Well, I like two of the words that you're saying. And for our listeners, Sarah, I think it's important to point out observations or uh, activities that people can do to reflect and think a little bit differently. And so this idea of choices, and I'm a huge believer, and I share this with all of my clients, that every day is a day of choices, that the way you drove to work, what you wore today, what you're doing today are all choices, but we do them so naturally we don't think about it. And these choices create patterns, right? And sometimes the patterns that your choices are creating may not be taking you where you want them to take you or getting you to do what you want them to do. And I think it's a great activity to find somebody, and it could be a coach, it could be a family member who can help you identify the choices you're making, identify the patterns they're leading to, so that you can feel better, I think, about where you're going and what you're doing. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. How about you, Sarah, in respect to a story? Many of our guests have shared a story about bravery they have demonstrated or haven't demonstrated in their past. Do you have a story that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Yeah, well, <clears throat> my story is actually, uh, we've already touched on it a little bit, but it's about taking the steps to initiate a significant career change. So it's something that I did myself and something that, um, you know, I have helped several clients do. And um, it, it takes bravery to leave something that you know you're good at, you know how to do, you know, like back to patterns, you know, you can do it. Sometimes you can do it with your eyes closed. And um, it, it just may not feel um, energizing for you anymore. So walking away from something um, that you know how to do takes bravery when you're ready for change. 
Great. And do you have a story like that that you could share with us? Yeah. So, well, when I did it, um, I, uh, you know, was at a, had, had, had many years in, in communications. Gosh, I think about it, almost 20. Um, and I had been, uh, you know, at a fairly high level as an executive myself, I had broad based skills. Um, and I decided after my final role as a corporate spokesperson, I really needed to step back and take a break. And um, I had always been drawn to the world of, you know, human psychology and uh, coaching. And for fun, I had, you know, gotten some life coach training, but I really couldn't figure out how to leave my job, my, you know, full-time well-paying job and you know, make a living being a life coach. It just didn't seem reasonable to me at the time. So I could have gone back. There actually did have job offers to go back into corporate communications. And I said, no, took a break, rejuvenated a little bit and made this pivot. And it was really, really scary because I was, it took time I was not an expert. I was leaving something where I had been an expert to move into something where I was uh, new. I did not have a reputation as a coach. I didn't have a following. And, you know, I hadn't thought about it until recently, until you and I started talking about bravery. I think it was brave. I mean, to me, it felt super scary, but I felt compelled. I was, I was ready. And I think, you know, Walking away from something you know is is a big risk for people. Well, you mentioned a couple of things, Sarah, that I think are worth talking about. First off, uh, other guests have mentioned that you know bravery isn't always pretty. You know, it's not this kind of easy, soft little direction you go into in order to say something that needs to be said or do something that needs to be done. It could be ugly. Right. And it can be challenging and gnarly to, to, to kind of get through it. And it, it sounds as though that's what it felt like for you, that this was a very risky, uh, can't predict the future type outcome in making a transition and opening up your own practice. Is that kind of how you felt? Oh, absolutely. At certain times, <clears throat> for sure. I mean, it felt slow. I was, I am someone who likes to work at a fast pace. It was slow. I had to build a business. And honestly, in full disclosure, I kept sort of my feet in two camps. So I was doing PR consulting to pay the bills while I was building my practice. And um, so it felt um, murky and it felt, um, you know, at times very stressful uh, to to put it together. But in reality, the I would get into flow when I was coaching a client, when I was sitting, coaching, actively listening, problem solving with a client, I would lose track of time. I would just totally be in flow. And I would, I could do five client calls a day or meetings a day and feel energized. They did not feel drained. So there were many, many clues to me that that was the work I was meant to do. It's just <laughs> getting there along, you know, the pathway was not a smooth pathway and not an easy path. And, you know, for my clients that have moved into, you know, very different careers, and I've had several, um, it's, if you're a high achiever, it can feel very uncomfortable because, and also if you're an executive 
and you're moving into something where you take a slightly lower level role to pivot into a new industry or a new uh, function, it can feel very uncomfortable. You're used to being in charge and suddenly you're not any longer. So there are lots of pieces of it um, that can, can feel difficult, but ideally there will be clues that you are on the right path and to stick with it. Well, and for you, it sounded as though this experience of coaching down the road, even though it took you a while to get there, was the light at the end of the tunnel that you were working toward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and just helping, you know, my people, my clients, um, you know, I think of as my, you know, my people, I, I really want them to succeed however they define success and being able to help someone get through a difficult time and get to the other side is, is really, for me, is, is very, very rewarding. And this is one of the things that we hear about why bravery happens from time to time. There's a point in time where the outcome of being brave isn't worth it, that the reasons for not doing or saying something are greater than the reasons for saying or doing something. And at some point, it flips, and the reasons for doing it are now greater than the reasons to not do it. And one of the reasons to do it is I think what you experienced, which was the light at the end of the tunnel, that you saw this experience and feeling that you had for something and you wanted to get there. Now the reasons for doing it are greater than the reasons for not doing it. And you made a significant pivot and leaving a you know high paying <laughs> expert job to jump into something where initially it was low paying and you were not an expert, but you <laughs> right. knew, but you knew that it was worth it because you wanted to get there. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, fantastic, Sarah. So thank you so much for sharing that story. And I would imagine folks would love to talk with you a little bit more about your business or even about the pivot that you took, because I know that many of our listeners are at that point. So how can folks get in touch with you to talk a little bit more about bravery and you? Yeah, well, the best way is to start with my website, which is ChangePoint Advisors. It's C-H-A-N-G-E-P-O-I-N-T-A-D-V-I-S-O-R-S.com, changepointadvisors.com, or they can email me at sarah at changepointadvisors.com, or they can call my office if they want to pick up the phone, have a conversation, they can call my office number is 617-764-0868. Wow, the telephone. I know. <laughs> I really... I, I, people call, I mean, it's really interesting if some folks want to, you know, get, get on the phone and have a quick call and I'm there fine with go. that. So that old school technology is available, but the quickest way is, is through the website. Well, fantastic. And just a reminder to our listeners, we will post, uh, Sarah's business location and her LinkedIn profile. Uh, on the notes associated with the podcast posting. So, Sarah, thanks again for joining us today. It was great speaking with you. Ed, thank you. It's been my pleasure. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week, and we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at bebraveatwork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple, Overcast, CastBox. We are everywhere. Do you have something to say yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.